Hey everybody, it's Shayna of The Prayer Podcast. So excited for another episode. I know it's been a moment, um, but we're here and I'm so happy to be here with you. Uh, let's see. Our scripture today, I'm so excited about it. It's 1 Peter 5 and 8. So go ahead and turn to 1 Peter 5 and 8. And I'm excited about this scripture because it's one of those scriptures that almost feels like a sign. You know, the ones you keep hearing. Somebody preached about it and then your friend mentioned it and then your Bible is open to it or um, it was on a a book that you were reading that was kind of the guiding um, scripture or just it, it just felt like it kept coming up and around in my life and God gave me a really interesting revelation about it and I'm excited to share it with you all but our tip of the day um, before we go into prayer is going to be to follow prayer Instagram or Facebook pages sometimes it's either hard to know what to say or what scripture to read or how to get into it right but following other pages, even if you follow, and this is a plug you should follow at the prayer podcast, at the prayer podcast, I post in my stories a lot, a lot more than I post on the page. I'm not great about that. I'm going to grow and do better. Um, but on the stories, I post a lot of inspiration and prayer and scriptures and just kind of quick things that don't need a caption. <laughs> um, and so that may be a good way. And I even save them all in the stories. It's a lot of them, like a lot, like I could do one every day and never post again. And this is still a lot. Um, so just kind of go there and browse and get some inspiration and screenshot some things following a hashtag like prayer or Jesus or Christianity or encouragement, Christian encouragement, however you want to um, put those words together, you'll get a lot of encouragement and scriptures and all the things that you may need to jumpstart your prayer life. So that's the um, tip of the day. Again, the scripture is coming from first Peter five and eight. The NIV version reads this. Be alert and of sober mind. Your enemy, the devil, prowls around like a roaring lion looking for someone to devour. God, we thank you that we before we even dive into what Peter is telling us here in first Peter, we know that you are victorious. We know that nothing is too big, too wonderful, too great, too hard, too confusing, too overwhelming um, or too out of your reach. We thank you that all things are beneath your feet and that we are children of God, which means that you love us the same way that a good father loves his children. So, Lord, you asked us in first Peter to be alert and of sober mind. Does that mean never drink for some people? Sure. But what it really means is to understand that we wrestle not against flesh and blood, to understand that the things moving around us, some of it is for our good. Some of it is meant for our evil, but all of it is um, has to submit to the name of Jesus. And so we call things that are not like you into submission. We see not people attacking us, but we see spirits and we see demonic attacks and we see um, divine intervention and all of that, no matter what it looks like, we see it for what it is. We thank you, Lord, that you remind us that our enemy, the devil, you didn't say our enemy prowls. You say that's our enemy, the devil. Sometimes our enemy feels like school. Sometimes our enemy feels like our children's uh, other parent, their dad or their mom. Sometimes our enemy feels like um, the person on the other side of an affair. If you're married and, and your mate may have had an extramarital affair. Sometimes our enemy feels like our boss. Sometimes our enemy feels like you, God, because we're pushing and you're pulling and we don't understand why. 
Sometimes our enemy feels like ourself. We have this self-hate or this self-misunderstanding or this lack of grace for ourselves. Sometimes our enemy feels like our parents because they don't understand us or they don't give in to us. So we don't understand them or they abandon us to these other um, emotions towards our parents or facts about our experience of our parents. Sometimes our enemy feels like society that we don't feel loved and welcomed in a space that is only meant for white men. Um, or white people, sometimes our enemy feels like our car if it doesn't want to start or our um, person who owns our landlord. If we if they're not flexible or our neighbor, if they're making too much noise or they are impeding on our space, um, sometimes our enemy feels like the person who abused us or the person who harmed us or the person who gave us church hurt or the person who um, sexually harassed us or were unkind to us in any way, God, that our enemy feels like a lot of external things and mostly people that we experience. But you remind us that our enemy is the devil and the devil is using people, places and things to devour us. So Lord, we pledge to you that we want your help, that we um, need your help, that we welcome your help, that without your help, that we are nothing In this battle against our enemy, the devil, who is roaring like a lion, who's roaming like a lion. Actually, excuse me, who's roaming, who's literally walking around looking left and right. I'm I'm in the imagery of Scar from The Lion King, who's just walking around looking for our weaknesses, looking for moments of um, being gullible or vulnerable or ignorant or prideful, like Simba was prideful. Looking for moments where we are weak and we are off guard. We are not alert to him, that he kind of sneaks by us, that we are not sober minded, that we don't see things in the spiritual, but we see it in the natural, that we're fighting flesh and blood, that we want to win an argument or we want to prove that we're right or we just are tired And anybody can get it on any given day. When we have put our um, Christian armor down and picked up physical arms, he's searching. Our enemy is the devil and the devil is searching and he's roaming like a lion looking to see who he can devour. Meaning to eat whole, meaning to topple, to um, overtake We thank you, God, that even in moments when we're not alert and we're not sober minded and the enemy may catch us slipping. We thank you for the grace of God and the hedge of protection of God and the mercy of God and the understanding of God that he will not devour us. We may have a little tussle. He may get a few couple good licks in, but he will not devour us. He will not devour our children. He will not devour our legacy. He will not devour the kingdom of God. He will not devour God's children. He will not devour our friends. He will not devour our schools. He will not devour our churches. He will not devour our movie theaters. He will not devour our Walmarts. He will not devour our planes. He will not devour our nonprofits. He will not devour our government systems. He will not devour our parents. He will not devour our leaders. He will not devour our government. He will not devour our community activists. He will not devour the people of God. 
He will not seem like he's more powerful than God. He will not take our entire world and make it dirty and nasty and 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 heartless and segregated and 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 hurtful to one another. He will not devour us. We will not fight against each other and not even see that we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but spirits and principalities. He will not pit us against one another. And we don't even see that our enemy is not one another, but it is the devil. He will not manipulate us into thinking that this is the way that it always has to be. When the Bible tells us if God's people who are called by his name repent turn from their wicked ways and then he will heal us he will heal this land so we thank you god that peter reminds us that we have a responsibility thank you holy spirit in the relationship that we're not passive in defeating the devil that it is a spiritual warfare but we are parts of that spiritual warfare through our prayer life through our our um, reading God's word through our actions and reactions through our evangelism through our reaching out through our telling our testimonies to other people through our being a good neighbor through our not gossiping about other people but genuinely praying for them through our checking into people through our having a tribe loving and being loved through our ability to repent and apologize and move forward we are not passive in this relationship what is our job to be alert and sober minded? What is our job to see what's really going on spiritually and to speak life into dead situations and to be able to forecast through the will of God and through the assistance of our Holy Spirit that lives inside of us to know what God wants us to do and what we're called to do and to seek God and to ask him what he wants our role to be and to see how we can be active participants in the Reformation or the movement rather of the Lord. That's our job. Why? Because we understand who our enemy is. We see you, devil. You are not slick. You are not incognito. You are not under the radar. You are like a lion. If a lion walked in here right now, I would see it. I would be aware and sober minded. In the same way, we take the invisibility cloak. Oh, thank you, God. We take that invisibility cloak off the devil and we put spotlights on him and we call the devil out. Oh, enemy, I see you and I will not respond in kind, but I will respond in love. I will respond in prayer. I will respond in silence. OK, sometimes all you can get is let me just not speak in this moment, but I will not respond. I refuse to respond in a way that is pleasing to an enemy that's trying to devour me I will not participate in my own demise I'm not going to do it I'm not going to do it so thank you Lord that you have shown us who our enemy is thank you Lord you have made it clear our responsibility in the fight against the lion that's trying to devour us and thank you Lord that you have told us that we already have victory over all things so God as we go forward give us spiritual eyes to see that lion in the room they call it an elephant in the room low low we, we calling it a lion in the room why because a lion um, is seeking to devour us and that lion is our enemy and our enemy are not the people but it's the situation that the enemy has 
put forth that the devil has put forth to try to wreck us and ruin us and make us take our own life to kill us to steal from us to destroy what you have done but we say no it is finished we believe the word of the lord we we believe the report of the lord we want to be pleasing to god over getting the last word over not being played over not being punks over what people will think over shoot what we think of ourselves because sometimes lord you ask us to do stuff but we look at ourselves like girl you're dumb you're stupid this is you're gonna let them talk to you like that you're a punk but we don't even want to please ourselves god we want to please you above all else and that is a tall order in his heart and most of the days I fall short of that but I thank you for your grace and your mercy and your forgiveness to say "Mm, girl get back up and try again I still love you I see you I saw you try I forgive you yeah go forth and sin no more come on back come on back you're always welcome in my house there are many rooms and there is space for you you there is no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus oh yeah come on back do it again try it again like you are constantly affirming us and encouraging us to come back We bind the devil who is our enemy who's trying to tell us because we're not perfect. We are not loved. We are not righteous. We are not worthy. That is a lie. We see you, devil. We call you out. We put a spotlight on you and we put you under the feet of the master. Jesus, God, the master, the father, the savior. We will not revel. We will not cosign. We will not be a part of our own demise. But we send you back to hell by which you've come. You are not welcome here or anywhere else. So, honey, gone. We don't have time, space or energy for what you're trying to do. Instead, we lift up the King of Kings, the Lord of Lord. We get spiritual eyes. We want to be the hand and feet of Jesus and not our own strength, but your strength. We are excited about our weakness because the Bible says, well, we are weak. You are made strong. We thank you, God, that everything we're doing is to hoist you up, Lord. We like having these ropes and we're pulling. We're pulling. We're getting spiritual muscles. And what are we doing? We're just lifting you higher and higher and higher. And we're taking everything saying, oh, this is for the good of God. This is for the good of God. This is for the good of God. This is for the glory of God. This is for the glory of God. Because what we want to do is put you as high and lift it up. High and lifted up so high that we have to look to you and we can't even see our problems because they're so low. I either can look up to you or down at my problems, but I don't kind of I don't have the kind of vision where I can see both. I don't have it. I got to pick one and I choose to focus on you and I choose to ask you to deal with the enemy. The devil who is trying to devour me and instead of devouring me, he only magnifies the goodness of the Lord. He puts what you've done in my life on like one of those little Batman signs that is hoisted into the air where people are like, oh, wow, look what God is doing. He lifts you up by the actions of the enemy. And he like, you know, what? I can't keep messing around with God's people because every time harm comes, they praise God. He gets more glory and more people come to him. Every time I try to steal, kill and destroy from them, they say, praise ye be to God. They tell their neighbor and their friends and the people on the Internet and people across the world about your goodness. And then they raise God even more. And if I keep messing around with them, they're going to raise him so much that everybody in the world knows his name and, and does not believe the lies that I'm telling them, but believes the gospel the good news of Jesus Christ I better quit while I'm behind because if I keep messing around it's over with for me I thank you God that that is the personality of the kingdom that we want to take on and we don't take it on a perfection we don't take it on our own might we don't take it on trying to be the best but we take it on saying we lay it all down God and you fill us up 
It is already done. The finished work has already happened. And we're so grateful for it right now, God. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. All right, guys, that is the prayer for today. So that was 1 Peter 5, 8. Thank you guys so much for listening. Please be sure to subscribe to the podcast, rate and like it, share it with a friend. Let's just keep growing for other people who are wanting to pray for the world and get the world praying. Again, follow us on Instagram at the prayer podcast. And remember two things. Firstly, if you think nobody in the world is praying for you, I'm praying for you, friend. Um, and if you need specific prayer topics, be sure to hit me up in the DMs on Instagram. And secondly, remember that obedience is God's love language. So if he's asking you to do something or not do something, say something or not say something, live, move, breathe. Hey, listen, child, it's going to be terrifying. I'm not going to lie to you, but it's going to be worth it. And it's a way for us to show God that we love him the same way that he loves us. So obedience is God's love language. Until next week, friends, I will talk to you soon. Thanks. Bye.